The Jeremiah Show is brought to you by Franny Annie's Infant Care. <laughs> Franny Annie's Child Care is currently accepting new enrollment for children 2, 3, and 4 years old. As caregivers of young children in the community, our vision of giving optimal consideration to the children and the families continues to evolve as we do. Simply stated, our goals are as follows. To attain an astounding level of trust and communication with the child and the parent. To keep alive the daily commitment to respectful and responsible relationships. And to join with families in creating a supportive link between the workday and home life. Franny Annie's Child Care is currently accepting new enrollment for children 2, 3, and 4 years old. Call or text 805-689-9349. This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show, and he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun... Jeremiah Higgins. It's the Jeremiah Show and Evolve Entertainment. Featuring It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. Mike Gormley presents Music Icons. The Arwen Lewis Show. Down with Dee Dee Pfeiffer. The Angel Baby Show. And Luis Goffin's Song Chronicles. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. I've got a very special guest today coming all the way from uh, Spokane, Washington, my old stomping grounds in high school, Sandy Zimmerman. Let me tell you what we're talking about. She's, a, she's an American ninja warrior, an American ninja warrior that will not give up and won't quit. And uh, what her latest efforts are pretty pretty cool they're going to be featured this coming uh monday on the show I want you to tune in it's america ninja warrior mondays eight seven central on nbc you can go to nbc.com american ninja warrior i'm going to tell you about the show a little bit just in case you have not seen it first of all it's one of the most fun shows on television in my opinion you cannot help but get wrapped in and then uh tune in every week so this is season 15. American Ninja Warrior returns with some of the most elite athletes in the country competing on the world's most difficult obstacle courses. Season 15 has new obstacles, a bigger mega wall, and challenges that uh, I'm just not sure how, how anybody does it. I'm, I'm just happy I'm safe and dry on my couch every <laughs> Monday. <laughs> Stakes are pretty high, right, Sandy? Oh, you know, it is one of those things in life that the tiny little margin for error in this sport uh, cannot be compared to anything else. I mean, you're talking a tenth of a second or a milliliter off and you could end up in the water. And I will tell you, it is cold water. They don't do us any favors. It's filmed (laughs) in the middle of the night. And if you fall into that water, it is so frigid cold. So we are trying our hardest to stay out of it. Yeah, that's good to know. I, I was always wondering how that water felt. It felt like if they were nice to you, they'd, they'd warm it up like a jacuzzi, <laughs> right? <laughs> but then it would probably be steaming on on uh, film. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy show. It's a great show. Um, each season, the obstacle courses continue to evolve and become even more challenging. For the competitors of all ages, so now, the a couple of years back, they lowered the age for the com- competition for to fifteen years old. The sport itself simultaneously grows rapidly across the country. So many kids and adults embracing it. Uh, it's it's a phenomenon. There's a top prize of one million dollars, and that will go to the winner who can conquer all four stages at the national finals in Las Vegas. But to get there, competitors will need to make it through the qualifying rounds and the semifinals. So the finals begin this Monday. We're getting it. We're, we're there. It's exciting. August 21st, 8 p.m. on NBC. And Sandy, again, is uh, on Monday. So check that out. American Ninja Warriors, Mondays, 8, 7 Central. 
though few have ever actually finished the course, the challengers like Sandy, they stop at nothing year after year for that prize and the, the climb. What's it called? The Mount? Yeah, Mount Midoriyama. Yes. It is insane. If you get a chance, this is, you know, I've been a part of growing up, um, individual sports, team sports, traditional sports, non-traditional. And American Ninja Warrior is like no other sport that I've ever seen. And what you see on TV is so genuine in that it's strangely, it's an individual sport. And we are fighting for slots. We're fighting to stay alive. We're fighting for the million dollars. Yet somehow it has encompassed this. Nothing I've ever seen before as far as camaraderie and teamwork. Mm -hmm. I mean, we are sharing all our secrets. How can we beat the obstacles? You know, it's just, it's an incredible thing. And, you know, it's, I think, a reflection, too, of what is incredible in this sport, but also can be incredible in our own personal lives. Like, yes, we have big goals and we have big dreams, but if we get there and do it together, we're all going to come out better for it. So it's just, I don't know how they have captured this incredible spirit of this sport where it can be individual and team all at the same time. Um, but we are in this together. It's like a fight against the obstacles. And then these course designers, they are I mean, just geniuses creatively, to be honest with you. Right. And yeah, every yeah. year they come up with some crazy new obstacle. And this is stuff like we've never touched. So they put it on a course. They do, you know, there. And then here we are in the moment with the pressure, with the cameras and the audience. Hey, here you go. Here's this new obstacle. Now you go do it <laughs> under these conditions. So they they are creative geniuses, though. I mean, I am just always blown away every year at the new obstacles they're introducing and how we have to try to figure them out on the fly. But it's just such a unique sport. It's just so much fun. And the big thing for me has just been the growth. You know, anytime you do something challenging, you do something difficult, you're going to grow. And what's cool is it trickles over into every other aspect of your life. So here I spent eight years. I am not the same person that started this journey eight years ago. And that's really what I'm most proud of is that all these things that I've gained through Ninja and courage and confidence and grit and resilience have trickled over into every other aspect of my life. And, you know, it's fun watching Ninjas because not only do they grow on the, in the sport, but they grow as human beings. And it's just such an incredible journey to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Who were you eight years ago when you started? Well, I... Eight years ago, I would say this is probably going to be a little hard for people to believe, but I grew up, I was a really shy, quiet, uh, timid little girl, uh, very guarded, um, not very trusting. And I lived with a lot of walls. And as I, I studied American Ninja Warrior, I had no idea that this was going to come from this journey. I honestly, innocently thought it looks fun. I've stayed in pretty good shape. You know, I was a PE teacher at the time. I thought that could inspire my students. I thought, let's give it a shot. But what I didn't know was the growth that I would have. You know, when you do something really difficult, here's here's the kicker. It's the great part and the, and the challenging part is when you do something really hard, it puts a megaphone to every little doubting, fearful voice that's in your head. And what Ninja Warrior did for me is I'd hear those doubtful voices no, you're not strong enough. You're not ready. You're too old. What are you thinking? You can't do this. And it put a megaphone to those. But what was incredible about it is that then I didn't realize they were there. Now I could challenge those. Is that really true? Is that a lie or is that the truth that I'm too old to do this? Mm -hmm. And so in challenging those voices, I've had such growth and it's just been amazing. So it's so fun to get to share, you know, the little tools that I've gained along the way to help other people. Because what I discovered, I thought it was just me that had all these little voices in my head, you know, saying that you're not good enough or you can't do that. And what I discovered in sharing my journey and being really open about it is that, boy, I am not the only one. We all have that kind of little doubting voice. And what Ninja Warrior do has done is, brought it to the forefront. All right, Sandy, here are these doubting voices of the fears and all of this. Now you get to rewrite that narrative. And that's what I've spent 
gosh, the last eight years since I started this journey doing is taking all those things and rewriting it. Like, is it really true? Because I carried a lot of baggage and scars from my childhood that I wasn't even aware of. And I just, you know, it's one of those funny things. I had no idea this was all going to come from doing some obstacles. (laughs) Who would have thought? But man, I'm so glad that I said yes. I'm so glad that I took that first terrifying step to apply for the show. And I'm so grateful they picked me. And it's just been incredible since then. Where do those little voices come from? Why, why do we all have those? Oh. And, and like you mentioned, a lot of times we don't, we don't know that others have them as well, that everybody's going through the same doubts and the fears. How did it actually, American Ninja Warrior, how, taking, like, like take each one, how did you knock those down? How did you mm-hmm. face them? I mean, you're, you're, you're competing now, you're, you're using your body, you're athletic. Um, and a lot of that, you know, probably clears the mind and, and, and focuses, but how do you, how did you not like personally knock each one of those fears down or, or what was the largest fear you had mm-hmm. out in yourself? One moment that really came to mind as you were asking that question was, uh, at one of my very first ninja competitions, I drive seven plus hours from Spokane to Boise, Idaho, because that was the closest ninja gym at the time when I first started this journey. And I sat in that parking lot in the car for over five minutes, having a little debate with myself. And it was like there was this little Sandy, that fearful, scared of what people would think, insecure voice. And then there was the other voice, which is, the big, I call her big Sandy, you know, this courageous, confident woman that loves a challenge. And I sat in that car in that parking lot for over five minutes. And these two just battled it out. You know, little Sandy would say, oh, don't don't go in there. You don't know how this is going to turn out. You know, you could go in there and fail in front of everybody. You could make a fool out of yourself. And it literally, that voice told me, stay in the car, turn around and go back home. But then Big Sandy chimed in. I mean, she, whoa, 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 wait a second. Good thing Big Sandy gets the upper hand. (laughs) Oh, yes, she does. (laughs) Not always, though, because that's the thing. When you have, I think, these battles, it's like a never-ending journey. You get better at quieting that doubting voice, that fearful voice. But for me, unless other people have figured this out better than I have, you never totally shut it out. It just likes to creep up, especially when you get in pressure situations, when the stakes are high, it just likes to kind of bubble up. And so I think what I've learned to do is just navigate it better. Mm -hmm. And I can recognize, wait a sec, is that the fearful Sandy that is afraid of mistakes, is afraid of what people are going to think, is afraid of making a fool out of herself? Because I don't want her driving the car. Who I want driving the car is that big Sandy, the confident, courageous one that loves a challenge. So eventually I did get out of that car. And I mustered up enough courage to go into that competition. And that was really the first step in a series of lots of like little steps daily that led to those buzzers on American Ninja Warrior and some of the most incredible athletic moments in my life. But it was navigating those voices and then having the courage to take that first step and walk in that gym. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, Jeremiah, I did not crush it. I did not crush it that first competition, you know. I didn't suck, but I didn't crush it, but I showed up yeah. and I've been making progress ever since that day, eight years ago. And, you know, that's the part I think is really my superpower is I will be the first to tell you. And I know there's a lot of ninjas out there that won't argue with you. I may not be the, the strongest ninja. I am strong, though. I mean, can you see that bicep in that video? Yeah, I'm actually I'm looking at your I'm strong, but you're, you're, you're like, <laughs> there are a lot I'm not of ninjas show you. out there. I'm not going to show you. You're going to show me yours? No, 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 no. (laughs) We'll just say Big Sandy gets the win. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You know, I never pass up a chance to flex on on camera, you know, since you're going to video this. I I had to get that in there somewhere. (laughs) Yes, I'm glad you did. Uh, So that brings us kind of, although I have so many questions, let me ask one before we move on to to day right now and your recent... um, recent win there so 
what like what speaking of fear like there must have been a fear where did you say hey i'm gonna go try out just a tryout i'm I'm gonna go try out i'm gonna get in the car i'm gonna drive seven hours and then you got there then you're still battling yourself you probably (laughs) battled the whole seven hours it must have been a long drive but what (laughs) what led up to that moment right before where did you decide i'm gonna and why why did you decide i'm gonna do that i'm gonna i can do this what did you what do you remember like what what yes i mean i can specifically remember well my my oldest son just happened to see the show on tv and he's like mom what's that and i look over and it's american enjoyer and at that point i had never seen the show i knew nothing about the show it was on season seven and i didn't know anything about it and i looked at it and i was like i just remember thinking wow like first of all that looks fun and then i remember like what everyone else does is i think i could do that yeah. <laughs> so i've never so, said that. I've never. (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave it to you. (laughs) I like watching you do it. Um, Go ahead. So, so that happened, and and then I just, you know, that that gut, that intuition, when you you just feel something so deeply. Well, I had this feeling of like, Sandy, that's what you're supposed to do. And I kid you not, Jeremy, I fought that voice for about two weeks, Mm. and I'm like trying to shake it off, trying to everything I could do to, to not hear that ever again, because that seemed crazy. I'm like here, I think I was about, I think I was 38 at the time. And I thought that is nuts. Why would I feel called to go do this crazy obstacle show? One of the most challenging in the entire world on national TV at age 38. Like it made no sense. So I fought it and I fought it and I fought it. And I would get this gut feeling like, Sandy, you're supposed to do that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And I just kept shutting it down. And after about two weeks, I thought, gosh, I just, I can't shake this gut feeling that I am supposed to do this. And it made no sense at all. But it was just something I couldn't shake. So I thought, okay, I'll look into the application process. I'll see what it takes. You know, you have to do a two to three minute video and it's pretty extensive questions. So I called up one of my friends. I said, Teresa, I'm thinking about doing this crazy thing. It's called American Ninja Warrior Obstacles. And she just said, let's do it. And I thought, oh, I was hoping she'd try to talk me out of it. But she didn't. And then that was the last nudge that I just needed of like okay fine i guess i'm going to do this so reluctantly i did the video i turned in the application and i'd heard that over seventy thousand people apply so i really thought oh my gosh there's no way i'm going to get the call and i got the call that very first season so that's when i think the reality of it hit that i could not believe that i was actually going to do this and in a panic i went to all the nearby parks because we had no ninja gym i started using all the equipment how it's not supposed to be use i'm telling kids don't touch this don't get on this like i'm doing it it's not safe i'm just just don't copy me but i just started training and and i naively honestly going into that first season i thought i'm gonna crush this i'm gonna get the buzzer on my first season well i didn't and i spent five years like my first two seasons actually went out on the second obstacle and i won't lie i was devastated i was embarrassed i just couldn't believe it and then i had some injuries. And I just, I think what kept me going though, was the thought that that wasn't how the story was going to end. I was going to choose how this was going to end. And it was going to end in a buzzer and it was going to end in a trip to Vegas. Like I already had those goals and I'm just so crazy determined when it comes to stuff like that, that I was going to see it through. So despite five years of failure, setbacks and injuries, I got my first buzzer and that was exciting for the moms. That was exciting for me, but also huge for the moms and, and seeing the effect that had on other moms and now i got a new big goal and everyone's going to get to watch me compete in vegas and what a stage and what a season it's been you've made it to vegas after seven congratulations (laughs) thank you (laughs) i should have said that a lot sooner you know though now that's i love that you were just you just kept getting called you kept hearing the voice you've got to do that that's try that you got to try it and you you couldn't ignore the voice in your head. I, I tried hard. I tried really hard. <laughs> um, now that you 
years later, looking back, have you ever discovered why you were you were called to this? Is there mm-hmm. a reason now? Do you think that that you've reflected on and said, "Well, now I know why I couldn't ignore that." Yeah, absolutely. That's a wonderful question. I never in a million years. So growing up, I had, I remember in high school, one of my teachers, Mr. Viegas, he said, Sandy, you should run for class president. And I said, well, I'll consider it. What do you have to do to run for class president? I asked him. And he said, well, you have to give a short little speech in front of the school. And I immediately in my head was like, hell no. I am not getting up in front of a crowd and I am not going to be talking. So that was where I was as far as having that courage and confidence to to speak in front of a stage. And when I'm in college at GU, we've gotten done with one of our basketball workouts and I'm leaving the gym. I'm walking up the stairs and I heard this, it just those quiet little voices that just seem like someone is there. And it just said, Sandy, share your story. And I immediately was like, no way. My story is sad. It's painful. People will run. People will judge me. I mean, all of these thoughts came flooding in. So I spent over 20 years. Every once in a while, I hear that voice, Sandy, share your story. And I would shut that voice up. Well, the crazy thing about Ninja Warrior is as I started that journey, I was about two years into that journey. And when you do hard, challenging things, it just changes you as a human being. And I had this courage and this confidence that I just never had before. So two years into my journey, I'm down in our weight room downstairs working out. And I hear the voice again, Sandy, share your story. And this was the first time in over 20 years that I paused just for a second to consider it. And that's when I heard the second part. And it just said, but it has a happy ending. And man, I sat in that weight room crying. And I'm just in, and I'm, I'm actually saying out loud, like, yeah, it does have a happy ending. It does. And it really hit me that day that my next calling, I was a teacher and coach for 23 years. And I think that was my calling with where I was at. But now that I've had the courage and the confidence to share my story, I have no doubt that that's what I'm meant to do now. And Ninja Warrior somehow magically gave me the courage to do that. I didn't even know that I had a gift of speaking. Mm-hmm. And now I'm really trying to hone that gift in, share stories that I think absolutely change lives. Absolutely. What I've learned from my journey will change lives. And so now it's like, that's my new, my passion, my purpose. So looking at this, I didn't know it when I started American Ninja Warrior Journey, that, that that was the big picture. And I think that's what's so big in life is that we don't see the whole big picture. But had I not said yes to American Ninja Warrior eight years ago, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And, you know, it is a whole, like the 2.0 version of Sandy Zimmerman Mm -hmm. that can now take these stories, take this pain that I, these hard things and challenging things that I've been through. And now I get to use them to change lives. It's almost like that's my way of, you know, showing it who's boss. I'm going to take this pain. I'm going to take these things I've been through. And now everything I've learned from them, I'm going to share with anybody and everybody who will listen. So if they're facing something similar, they can come out the other end and just really be the absolute best version of themselves. So it's crazy how doing some obstacles on a show can change the trajectory of your life. It gave you that confidence and that and that audience. And mm-hmm. it's interesting. Just, this is just a comment. I wish I could ask the question. We've got to take a break. Um, but it's interesting how you started out talking about the voices, the fears that we all have. And you had so many before you put yourself in the car, drove yourself seven hours to the to the uh, um, tryouts and then barely got out of the car, talked yourself out of the car. And Big Sandy, the voice in your head took over and, and won. Thank God. Uh, and here you are. Look, and and that moment that you just described in the weight room uh breaking down and going to you know there's a good ending to this story it sounds like you have a great voice mm-hmm. that and and i think that's a lesson for all of us to listen more to our to our voices and and hopefully a good outcome will take over the fears you know and mm-hmm. overcome the fears but it's um it sounds like you've got a really good voice that you can trust and a good gut 
let's take a real quick break. We're going to come right back, though, so don't go anywhere. I want to hear your story, if you could share that with us. Um, I'm talking with Sandy Zimmerman. She is American Ninja Warrior. You can get follow her on Instagram, as I just did a little bit ago, at Sandy underscore Zimmerman underscore Ninja. And I'm going to spell Zimmerman. It's got two M's, Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N. Sandy underscore Zimmerman underscore Ninja. You can also find out more about Sandy and her public speaking. And I imagine they could book you for their for their event at SandyZimmermanNinja.com. Again, we're talking with Sandy Zimmerman, American Ninja Warrior. Mondays, 8, 7 Central. Tonight, you're going to want to check out uh, Sandy on American Ninja Warrior and follow along as the journey continues on NBC.com, American Ninja Warrior. We'll be right back. Louise Goffin here, songwriter, host, and producer of Song Chronicles. If you ever get stage fright when sharing your songs with the public and you're not sure what to say between songs, one way to get better is to create connection and collaboration opportunities with the nurturing guidance of someone who has been there. We'll look at some of the ways that the beliefs that hold you back did not originate with you, and I'll give you some strategies that worked for me that aim to empower you to get you to the place you've been telling yourself is just a far-off dream. With these strategies, you'll move closer to embracing the truth of your unique voice and story, and not only realize you didn't miss the boat, but that, in fact, you are the boat. Seize the moment and reserve your place now. Promo discount code IAMTHEBOAT, all lowercase. Go to louisegoffin.com, pull down the menu Songwriting Academy, reserve your spot now. Hi, this is Casey Rothschild from season 13 of American Ninja Warrior. And Abby Clark, also from season 13 of American Ninja Warrior. Check out American Ninja Warrior 89 Central on NBC. And this is The Jeremiah Show. Subscribe to The Jeremiah Show on YouTube. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. I'm with America Ninja Warrior Sandy Zimmerman. I hate to do this. This is what this is what happens when you when you get a um, a bio on somebody from a from a PR company or from NBC, <laughs> but they want to build up the drama, right? They want to give your name out. I mean, your name obviously, but but the your age. <laughs> so. Do you mind if I do that, Sandy? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's part of the story, I think, here. Sandy Zimmerman, she's 46 years old. She has three children. Uh, she lives up in Spokane, Washington. She has competed in America Ninja Warrior seven seasons. And, uh, and she just made it her first time to Vegas. Congratulations. <laughs> it's on tonight. So you want to check it out. 87 Central. American Ninja Warrior. Welcome back, Sandy. Uh, what does it say about you? 
this accomplishment, getting to Vegas, that you you haven't given up. But what does it say about you as a person? You think? And what would you like it to say about you? Uh, I would say the biggest, probably the thing I'm most proud of is that I'm just willing to stick with things longer than with most people. And I feel like that really is my superpower. I mean, I sometimes I have to pinch myself because I sit here and I think, this girl who struggled in school, still struggle with reading and writing, is doing things like public speaking in front of thousands, writing a book. I mean, how does that even happen? And I look and reflect at my life. How does someone my age, here I am, 46 years old, going to be in the Vegas final on the hardest obstacles in the world. And I, I just look at all these things in my life and I'm like, how is it? How is it that, you know, I've been able to do some crazy, unbelievable thing people would say were impossible. And I guess my legacy or my message to people is just, if I can do it, anybody can. It's just, are you willing to stick with it long enough? Mm -hmm. You know, are you willing to get out of the car when it's scary, when you don't know the outcome? Are you going to get out of that car, take that first step towards your big dream? Because that's honestly the hardest, right? If we have the step zero to one is much harder than one to 10. Are you going to have the bravery and the courage to take that first step, whatever your big dream is? And then are you willing to stick with it through the long haul? Because honestly, I feel like, I feel very ordinary and average in a lot of ways, but what isn't is that I will stick with it and see it through. And that to me is like my superpower. Mm -hmm. And I think that's available to all of us. What is it that you're feeling called? What's that voice telling you, Hey, this is what your purpose is. Your mission is, this is what you were made to do here on earth. And are you going to take that first step? And then are you going to continue taking a step every day and really become the person you were meant to be? Because, man, I just think I know it's, I'm a big dreamer, but can you imagine what it would look like in this world if we all just confidently chased our big dreams and lived the life that we were meant to live? I just think what a world this would be. And I guess that is what I'm most proud of is that I just will see it through. I will see it through and I want other people to see it through in their own lives with whatever their big dream and goal is, whatever's calling them, see it through. It's going to change you, change your life, change the lives around you. How do you think you found or it found you that gift that uh, of perseverance and uh, never quitting, never giving up? How did, how did young Sandy, how did that find you? How did, where does it come from? You think? Yeah. You know, the thing that I thought of first and, and one just huge memory that I have that was a huge turning point in my mindset growing up. Uh, when I was 12 years old, I'd won, I'd won the national judo championship. Like this was huge. You know, I, first of all, that I even as the poor kid who grew up on welfare, spent time in the foster care system. So already just to even be at qualified for the national tournament and get to compete was huge. But then by some miracle, I actually won the thing. Like, I mean, against all odds, absolutely all odds. Here's this girl standing on this podium with this big, massive place, you know, first place trophy that shouldn't be. But what changed my life is when I came down off that podium, my sensei came over to me and he's so excited. He's the only one there. I had no family there, no pictures from that day, but he came over and he said, Sandy, because you could go to the Olympics. And when he said that uh, initially, I was so embarrassed. Like, you know, the point where your cheeks, they get flush and warm. And I just remember thinking, no, sensei, girls like me don't dream dreams of going to the Olympics. Like we just try to get through the day and not get hit or get through the day and not go to bed hungry. We don't dream dreams of going to the Olympics, but here's the amazing thing. And the impact our words can have on others is I spent 
a long period of time after that interaction. And I would just hear that voice of Sensei going, Sandy, you could go to the Olympics. Sandy, you could go to the Olympics. And eventually I remember my mind just kind of did this shift. And I, I remember thinking, maybe Sensei's right. Maybe it doesn't matter where you come from, what you've been through, what you're going through. Maybe, just maybe, Sensei's right. And we can all dream big dreams. And that moment just changed my mindset. And I am this big, huge, crazy dreamer. And what I think prepares you as far as the grit and resilience is I would never wish my childhood upon anyone, not even an enemy. I would not wish it. I have been through and seen things that no one should ever have to go through. However, building grit is a lot like anything else. If I want to have a strong bicep and I want to build my bicep, well, I need to do exercises that strengthen it, right? Well, I feel like grit and resilience is a lot like that. Now, unfortunately, my life was built where I needed grit. I needed resilience in order to survive, in order to get through my childhood. However, other people can build it just like we build that muscle to put yourself in situations that require grit. You want to be resilient? Put yourself in situations that require resilience. A&W requires a tremendous amount of resilience, more so than any other sport I have done more so than any i mean if you look at the failure rate of our sport it is like 99.9 percent we have had very few buzzers very few people ever finish the courses or even very few people ever finish the whole thing and get the million dollars so it requires a lot of resilience but when we exercise that resilience we become more resilient so there's the catch you want to be more resilient it's really no secret formula go do something challenging Go do something hard that requires resilience. You're going to build that muscle just like anything else. As a child, you had a rough childhood. What what created that resilience? What what made you come back? What made you keep going? As an adult, an American Ninja Warrior, what is that that keeps you coming back? What's, what's brought you back seven seasons? I mean, you're you now achieved your highest success right in a way mm-hmm. you, you reach one of the goals that you set out for that everybody sets that it sets out for american ninja warrior what is that that keeps bringing you back that resilience how do you how have you worked that muscle and as a child yeah when i when i think back and what's been incredible about my life is that all along the way even as a child and even now as an adult It has been incredible how certain people have come into my life at just the right time and and brought hope. Whether that was growing up a teacher, a coach, um, a Sunday school teacher, um, a friend, a friend's parent, a neighbor, whatever it was. And what has been incredible throughout my entire life is I feel like people have come into my life that have changed me. And it's incredible how that happens. We have the power, I think, every day to have those life-changing moments for each other. And we just never know when they're going to come. And, and you know, you may say or do something that's going to change someone, give them hope, give them encouragement, whatever it is they need to get through some tough times. And that we can also be on the other end of that, receiving it from people. But I look at my life and I think the bottom line is this. We, no matter what your profession is, no matter what your title is, we are all in the people business. And when people begin to understand that, that's when I think lives are changed. We can have our life changed and we can change lives. That it's a bottom line for me, always about relationships. And I have been so lucky my whole life to have people come in. And, you know, it's an interesting thing because sometimes you'll have people come into your life, right? It's like this brief moment. I can remember certain people. It's like, I don't even know what their names are or anything, but they said something or I read a quote of theirs and it just rocked my world. And then some people, you never, you know, they come into your life, they stay for a little while. And then there's other people who come into your life and they stay for a lifetime. And when I look back on all that, that really is what has started helping me build the grit and resilience as a child. Those people that invested in me, that saw potential in me, that believed in me, 
when I didn't believe in myself. I'll tell you what I did as a child. I feel like I borrowed all that belief from everybody else until I could now as an adult grow that belief in myself. And now what I get to do is try to help others build that belief. And, you know, again, if if anybody is whatever your title is, is we are in the people business. We are in the people business. Invest in people, invest in relationships. And I feel like everything else just has a magical way of taking care of itself. I'm with Sandy Zimmerman. (laughs) She is an America Ninja warrior, and she's so much more. I'm so inspired by this conversation. I just love it. Mm -hmm. Um, She's on Instagram. You want to follow her at Sandy underscore Zimmerman underscore Ninja. And you want to check her out tonight on America Ninja Warrior and see how she does Mondays, Mm -hmm. 8, 7 Central is America Ninja Warrior. Um, Sandy, we'll be right back. All right. Conversation. You're listening to The Jeremiah Show. first girl champion of American Ninja Warrior Junior Season 3. Be sure to check me out on Season 4. You're watching The Jeremiah Show. Keep up, will ya? There is a lot going on here. Subscribe and always be in the no crowd. back to the jeremiah show i'm with sandy zimmerman today she's my special guest she's on american ninja warrior uh she's been on seven seasons and she made it to vegas and you can see her tonight on american ninja warrior 87 central check it out it's on nbc sandy's been overcoming obstacles and barriers her entire life we've talked about a few of them today on the show and despite an upbringing it was filled with poverty, abuse, and time spent in foster care, suffering countless injuries and a lot of failure. She has completely defied the odds and is with us today. She's excited to share what she's learned and the tools that she's acquired. And you can learn more about Sandy. She's a motivational speaker and her day job. <laughs> when she's not swinging, <laughs> swinging from every obstacle in her gym, Sandy Zimmerman Ninja.com. Please check out her website. Sandy, you had a really tough childhood, and how did you turn this into motivational? I know American Ninja Warrior played a big part of it, but but how did you go to that next step of quit your job as a PE teacher and you said, uh, I'm 
I'm I'm going to become a speaker, a trainer, and a coach for other people. About I would say probably about three years into my American Enjoyer journey, I got asked to go to a school and if I would talk to one of their fifth grade classrooms. And at that point, the whole being confident and courageous and sharing my story was very new. And I was taking little baby steps because to be honest with you, Jeremiah, there were stories from my childhood that even my husband of over 20 years did not know. I mean, that's how much shame and guilt that I carried with me and how much I did think that if people knew my background, I thought they would run. I thought literally, I remember thinking, I don't know if I want everyone to know because then they may not let their kids come to our house and play with my kids or have my be friends with my kids. I mean, I, I just thought awful, terrible things. And uh, so I was new to this thinking of this is my story. And if people are really going to judge me from this, then they're the problem, not me. And I just felt like I needed to share my story. So baby step, I get a call from the principal. He says, what do you think about coming out? And I'd love for you to talk to one of our fifth grade classes. And so I took a deep breath and I thought, okay. And inside I am terrified, but I said, okay. <laughs> and so we figured out a date and I was coming. Well, about two days later, I get a call from the principal. He says, well, the other fifth grade teachers heard that you were coming to talk to that fifth grade class. We were wondering if you would talk to all of our fifth grade classes. So now I am shaking in my chair. I'm like, be brave, Sandy, be brave. I say, okay, a little less confident, but I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. I could do this. Three fifth grade classes. That's not bad. Well, about three days passes and I get another call from him. He says, well, our fourth grade and sixth grade heard that you were coming to talk to our fifth grade classes. Would you mind doing just one with our intermediate? <sighs> that time I think I said, uh, sure. It was, you know, it wasn't an okay anymore. I mean, I was honestly really, really terrified. However, what I learned on American Ninja Warrior is that if you're terrified, you're probably heading in the right direction. You're probably heading in the right direction. So I said, sure. Well, you might be able to guess. I got a call a couple days later. Hey, Sandy, uh, all of our primary grades heard that you were coming. And I was wondering if we could just make it a school-wide assembly. I thought, are you kidding me? My first talk that I wanted to ease in slowly and sharing my story. He says, and our student body has just over 600 kids. <laughs> you got to be joking. But I thought, be brave, Sandy, put on your big girl pants and you go do this because this is what you're meant to do. So luckily I listened to Big Sandy because I kid you not, little Sandy had a lot of things to say about this talking in front of over 600 kids. He was not so, happy. <laughs> What's that? Little Sandy was not happy. <laughs> oh, she was not happy. But Big Sandy was driving the car. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. So I work on my speed. I'm all, I am pumped. I am ready. And so I am at home just preparing. I'm like, okay, I could feel my heart racing. So I knew at that point, I'm like, I have too much adrenaline. I'm going to go in there. It's just like on the show. It's a fine line. You need enough, but not too much. And I could tell my heart was jumping out of my chest. And I thought, oh my goodness, I got to get rid of some of this. So my go-to, you could probably tell that my therapy is exercise. So I get on the treadmill because it's in the winter and I just start running. I'm like, I got to be at the school in 30 minutes. I'm just going to run this adrenaline out. So I'm running on the treadmill. I'm trying to get it out. And a thought comes to my mind. It's like a question. It says, what's your goal today, Sandy? And so I'm running and I'm huffing and I'm puffing, trying to get all this adrenaline out. And I think, I want to make a difference. I want to impact lives. I want to get this right. I want it to be perfect so I can make a difference. And then I hear this voice go back. Well, does it have to be perfect to be impactful? And I just stopped that treadmill and I thought, oh my gosh, Sandy, hello. It doesn't have to be perfect to be impactful. And in that moment, I could feel my whole heart rate just dropped. I didn't have the sweaty palms, but I was excited and not nervous anymore. And so I walked into that gym. I thought, hey, Sandy, head up, shoulders back, chest out, walk in like you own the place. I won't lie. I was terrified, but I was going to 
play the part. And I walked in there and it was like, I didn't nail it and it wasn't perfect, but it was perfect. It was like one of those where you, you know, when you do something and you just feel like, boy, I just hit that out of the park. That's what it felt like. And I knew in that moment, I was like, it's true. This is what I meant to do. Mm -hmm. And the feedback after that was my first talk. And the feedback was just incredible. Teachers laughing, teachers crying, you know, just so moved by it, not just the kids. And then the feedback was like, that was the best we've ever had at our school when a speaker has come. And I just knew in that moment, I thought, okay, it doesn't have to be perfect to be impactful. And this is what I meant to do. And so that, that moment, it took me a few years to, to go all in. So I thought maybe I could do both. Maybe I could speak and dabble in it and then still teach. But then it came to a point where it was like, Sandy, you either got to go all in with this if you're going to do it well and quit dabbling or make a choice here. And that was when I made the terrifying decision that I got to go all in because if I don't, I live with wonder and I live with regret. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of the same feeling of when I decided to apply for American Ninja Warrior. I either do it or I live with wonder and I live with regret. And I knew I couldn't live with that. And so I resigned. I made this huge leap and I won't say it's been rainbows and unicorns. It has been it has been a lot of you know ups and downs, figuring out, being an entrepreneur, owning my own business. I do love being my own boss, though. <laughs> um, but it's been you know ups and downs, and now I'm learning this, and I'm I'm chasing this new big dream, and it's been incredible. And I know I will figure out the business side. I don't have a business degree, but I'm figuring it out, and I have a great uh, you know people that I can turn to and ask. So it's a lot of trial and error, and I'm figuring it out. But I do know this: I have stories. And somehow I've been given this gift. I can't read and write very well, but I can speak. And I have incredible stories that will change lives. So we all have our different strengths and talents. I grew up, honestly, Jeremiah, thinking I was dumb. Why do I struggle in school? Why can't I read like other kids? Why don't I have the comprehension when I read and understand what we're reading? Well, I had a different gift. I have the gift of speaking and sharing my stories. And so I think all of us have that. You, we all have different gifts and man, what a world would this be if we all took our gift, developed it and put it out there for the world. So that's what I'm doing as a speaker and I'm getting it going. So you got to, you all out there, you want to support it. Come have me be a speaker at your school, at your school, uh, your organization, your business, but I would love to come out and, and use this gift I've been given and developing. You're hired. <laughs> I'm signing up right now. Sandy Zimmerman. She's on American Ninja Warrior two nights. At eight o'clock, seven central NBC American Enjoyer on Instagram at Sandy underscore Zimmerman underscore Ninja and on her website at Sandy Zimmerman Ninja.com. We'll be right back.
it Sandy Zerman. I have done credible, crazy things in my life, but probably what I'm most known for is for breaking records on NBC's hit show, American Ninja Warrior. I'm so excited to get to be here with you today and get to share a little bit about my story. Uh, you can find out more about me at SandyZimmermanNinja.com. All my links for social media are there as well. Um, if you are inspired and moved by the story of an underdog, you will love mine. So I'm excited to be here on The Jeremiah Show with all of you today. Roll a seven every time by advertising on The Jeremiah Show. And get your message out on seven shows. We're always on the radio. back to the jeremiah show i'm having such a good time with sandy zimmerman uh she's on american ninja warrior tonight but she's going to tell you all about it go sandy all right well anyone that has done anything incredible not knows that it life is a team sport and i have had that from my family my friends my ninja family here in spokane the wonderful talent clarissa morris who you're also going to get to watch in the vegas finals but life's a team sport so put yourself out there join a team and let's support each other let's love each other and help everybody have live their life with purpose passion that they're here for so check it out vegas nbc american enjoyer and sandy zimmerman ninja.com awesome i want to know i got one final question <clears throat> when you told your son when he said what is that and you said what is that and you watched american ninja warrior on tv never seen it and you said, I'm going to try out for that. It, your voice kept coming back. And then it was undeniable and you had to do it. What did he think? What did he say to you? Well, you know, at first your kids think you're crazy. But yeah. then you do it and then they think you're really cool. But they do it secretly. You know, they can't verbally say it. <laughs> but I think my kids think I'm pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Well, you are very, you're, you're very cool. Sandy Zimmerman, <laughs> thank you so much. It was a great hour with you. Sandy Zimmerman, ninja.com. She's on tonight. So check her out. America Ninja Warrior, NBC, Mondays, 8, 7 Central. Thank you, Sandy. Thank you for having me. Communicate, but listen more and evolve. Everybody have a great week. River to the ocean goes, a fortune for the undertow. None of this is going my way. There is nothing left to throw, ginger lemon and go. Coriander stem and rose of hay. This is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, your loved homes.
You're so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.